I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Now, I tell you what, if this podcast get any gayer, the wine's called Rita's. Rita. This is what we're trying today. It's Portuguese and it's, uh, well, we haven't tried it yet, but we'll see what happens. I have an aunt called Rita. You've never told me about a retreat. No, she died a while ago. She once went through a pane glass window. It's all coming back. All right, well, let's try Rita. Rita, I wonder where she She's was wet. From. It's all right. It's okay. I think always the first sip is always slightly challenging, and then you drink it more, and you're like, this turns into a delicious wine. Also, it's just been uncorked, so give it a second. Rita's going to taste fucking delicious. Because white wine needs to breathe. Um, it's a nice colour, isn't it? You know that like mustard yellow where you drink it and you're like, right, I'm going to get a hangover immediately. No, you see, taste you, that I love that kind of wine. I love a dark, oaky Chardonnay and stuff like that, but you don't that, like that it. That puts me down like a sick dog. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. If I have a sip, I can taste the hangover the next day. Hi, I'm Gareth. And I'm Ollie. And we are... The Newly Dads. The Newly Dads. Great. Let's exactly try good. that again. We're the Newly Cancelled. Newly Dads. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Hi, I'm Gareth. And I'm Molly. And we are the Newly Dads. And the twins this week are... 15, 15 weeks, weeks old. old. Honestly, where's it going? Let's talk about the babies. And let's talk about what I did at Sunday lunch the other day. Anyone will know this as a new parent, right? It takes time to get out of the house. Your partner might pack the nappy bag and it's got way too much stuff in it and won't close. He then doesn't know what I've packed. I don't know what he's packed. Our kids, around the age they are now, they get every illness going. One priority to take out with us is this thing called a snot sucker. Now, a snot sucker is, as it has been for a long time, it is quite literally a tube with a kind of filter on it that you then stick up your child's nostril and you suck it manually. It's quite freaking revolting. You don't get it in your mouth. However, the kids the other day at Sunday lunch were getting snotty and we know that we needed the snot sucker. It's very distressing when kids are like really snotty. It's really distressing. Right, all this bloody evolution stuff, we've all evolved. Kids can't blow their own bloody noses. And if you don't suck the snot out, they're going to suffocate. And it becomes distressing. They cry. Then it creates more snot. Like just imagine when you're having your biggest breakdown, real sob cry all the crap that's coming out of your face. Imagine you're a baby and all that stuff's just staying in. They can't push that out. Well, we tried to get the snot sucker, but either myself or Gareth yeah. forgot the snot sucker. So Gareth decided it was a good idea to put his mouth over the nose. I took one for the fucking team. Mate. I know you I did, literally, but you said, I don't know what to do. I couldn't do this. Well, I could. So baby gets passed over the table. I'm like, look away. Everyone's then looking at me. So you do one at a time. And it pulls the air through one nostril, all through their mouth. You have to hold their mouth open. And you get a payload of snot. 
from your child directly into your mouth, and what can you do with it? I mean, there's, there's... You could swallow it, or you could spit it out. I actually swallowed it. No, you didn't. I fucking bullshit. did. I fucking, I fucking bullshit. I fucking swear down I swallowed it. One hundred, I swallowed it. But, but, do you know why? I only had material napkins, and I had nothing else to do it into. I literally swallowed it. Do you know what I'm going to say? Umami. That was it. It's that different flavor profile. It's umami. What's it's umami? Not Japanese, like umami. And it's not salty. It's not sweet. It's umami. I just, honestly, that, I mean, there's so many attractive things about our three-year marriage. That I'm, was up there with one of the worst. But you took a, a champion move there, so one didn't have to, and our children are still living today, which is great, because the podcast would be awful if it wasn't. And also, it's a bit of a hero piece in front of everyone at the table. There's a table of 10 of us. I thought, I'm going to be a real hero here. Like, everyone must have done this. Hands up, any parent that's done this. We've talking about snot suckers for a bit. However, a lot of people are saying they've never used these. My mum was like, I never used these in my life. However, if you do have a particularly sickly child, which we seem to have slightly sickly children, I'm afraid that might be from me. Uh, because I was a sick child. The weak immune system. Um, no evolution. No, no. It's it's an immune system that needs growing. I was never sick as a child, and I think you were a sickly child. Yeah, you never had a filling. Like, it's, it's how is that not super how, All he eats is crap. And I you, don't eat crap. You eat crap. You eat a lot of sweets. You eat sugary stuff. You eat beer, drink, all that kind of stuff, and you've never had a filling. Yeah, I'm fucking genetically superior. Piss off. <laughs> uh... For someone that doesn't I mean, like peeing in the shower, everyone I don't in the pee in the shower. All of these hygienic things. Do you Gareth, know, think, Gareth thinks it's weird that I wee in the shower. Who wees in the shower? Every single person here. I Thank just, you, Jemima. I, everyone here. No, Can no, we have a little no, call? No. Everyone pees in the shower. Wee in, everyone no, wees in the shower. Fuck off, you'll wee in the shower. Everyone wees in the shower. That's disgusting. No, it's true. That's disgusting. Every person in this room right now, we've basically got a mini audience to say you have to wee in the shower. I, one hundred, have never weed in the shower. Let's take this one step further. Weed in the bath. No, no. I think I did when I was younger, we in the bar. I'm going to out her. Sophie Herman does it. You know what? I was going to say it, but I, she's <laughs> going to go mental. She's going to go mental. So those of you who had watched Made in Chelsea back in the day, even if you got an episode or two or, or watched the whole series for a million years, those would know that Binky Felstead is a big part of my life. It was series one, episode one. We both started on the show together and it carried on for probably 10 years or whatever it was. Binky left and went out of her babies. She's now got three and I have never had more questions about Binky since our baby's been born because Binky and I are busy. We've got five children between us. Although we both live in London, it's hard to sort everything out. There are still two godparents that still haven't met the babies, Jade Holland Cooper and Gok Kwan, just because we're all super, super busy and they will and we're all excited about it and there's photos being shared. But the other day we did go to the River Cafe and we had the most wonderful time. And I tell you what, Binks and I don't need to see each other for a couple of months. And when we do see each other, it's amazing. And she might drive me mad, I might drive her mad. But no, I'm, I'm certainly India's godfather, which is Binky's first child, and she is godparent to Apollo. It was a wonderful, wonderful day. We go back to being 19 again. And it's just one of those situations where it always does, with real friends. Do you know what the fun part was, actually? And lots of people will realise this. And I never wanted to become this person. From the outside, it seems like a bad thing. Is parents' friends. As in, like, friends with kids. Yeah. Everyone will see it. You're late 20s, early 30s, whatever. Whenever all your friends start having kids, you're like, oh, they don't really speak to us anymore. They're only going to speak to their friends they met in that neonatal class or whatever. Oh, uh, in their little kids' groups. And um, you sort of judge hard. And then when you think to yourself, you're like, I will never become that parent. I will always have time for my friends without kids, etc. So you know what? Actually, that day, I was like, we we're walking back to Binky's on mm. the bridge. And I was like... I found my parent friend. Was well, like, never leave me, parent friend. We were walking <laughs> over Hammersmith Bridge and I took a beautiful video and it was sort of getting towards sunset. And I took a video of the back of your head and Binky's head and and the babies and the prams. And I put the verve lucky man behind it, which is obviously happiness, mothers. 
And the response behind that was probably bigger than almost anything I'd done this year because it was so... People that had watched the show and saw us growing up is finally like, we're all there now and we finally got what we wanted between us five children. And I love that people love an ending to something. Now, I feel that's what it is when it comes to our three-year anniversary. What? When we come to our wedding anniversary is because our wedding was the highest-watched wedding worldwide of 2020. And the reason why is because I think that so many people that watched us back in the day on Chelsea, they saw me with a girlfriend at the beginning, move on to dating men, to meeting Gareth, to getting married. And I feel for them, it was almost a conclusion to a beginning of a new life of watching us. And so we are celebrating with you right now Oh, we should have brought champagne, really. We've just made our three-year wedding anniversary. I mean, we're trailblazers. I think that's pretty good, three I, years. Trust me, fucking hell, is it good? Have we been together five or six years? In March, we've been together six, six years. fucking years. I know, good, right? Six years. I know. Christ, people have done less for murder. That's true. I mean, we're still finding our way a bit. We are, but I think that's very natural for everyone to find their way. You're also growing as people. You're not meant to grow as... You, I did read something once that said... Ollie's going to tell this bloody caterpillar story. Go on. I actually wasn't going to say that at all. But uh-huh. now you say it, the caterpillar story is one of my favourites. And someone once said, a caterpillar turned around to a butterfly and said, you've changed. And the butterfly says, you're meant to. And I think it's really sweet. The fact is, if you go to it, you then have to work out whether you're a branch of your tree of the two of you, or you're going off in different directions. You have to try and keep it as a bushel and stuff and not go into another tree you need such. to train it but again marriage is not easy relationships aren't relationships easy. aren't easy because you are different people yeah i, I mean yeah. Really neck, don't it? no but, you no, don't it's... also we are talking about a, a nearly a six-year relationship and we've just celebrated our three-year which is a big big deal for everyone applause thanks for and done and i think that's great because it's really a monumental kind of three years i believe it's leather you're meant to give each other. It is leather. And we're going to find I out believe more about that later. We will find that later. If there's anything when you're going to stimulate your relationship, it's the year of leather, isn't it? Let's be honest. Come on. Well, I mean, not full on, you know, let's put an entire suit on and put a ball in your mouth. But I don't know. That could be for some people. That's not really for me. Not for me. Not for me. Well, not, I don't know. I like to see who's there. Not, not that sort of whole American horror story vibe. It's not really me. But third year of wedding, leather. It's, it's the time to spice it up again. I had a little pleasant surprise last night. You did. We'd had a bit of a Barney. And we went to bed and I was like, right, okay, he's really going to make an effort now. And there was just no action. So then I passag, turned off the TV. Meanwhile, you just continued to build this pillow fort between us. And I was like, it's definitely not going to happen now. Then you did surprise me. I had a momentary lapse in my tiredness situation and my sleep. And I well, gave you a handy, really. <laughs> it was a sleepwalking handy. Don't switch off, I promise. We uh, yeah, we're going to stop talking this. about this in a second. <laughs> we are in a marriage, and sometimes you, you have to get things a bit spicy, and that's something that you do. However, I mean, that was PG spice. It I, was I mean, a I bit. Want, I want full, like, rated R, Exorcist 1976 spice. Reagan. Right, that sounds really fucked up, doesn't it? Reagan. What, you want, you want to dress up as Reagan, want, and I'll dress up I'll as dress the priest. I don't mind. Very strange. Whatever gets me there, you know? Whatever gets me there. Our I, house actually <laughs> does look a bit like the house outside the Exorcist, so you theoretically could dress up and take a photo. Can, can I like, just go back there and actually say, what I meant was the gravity of the rating, not I want some sort of, like, Exorcist role play. <laughs> Reagan, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Maybe Jimmy, why are you crying? <laughs> like, yes, I mean, that's not really for me. But thanks to a good old hand job, we've managed to continue our relationship. And this is our wedding anniversary special. We know this is our third year anniversary. When Googling that, it says that it's the leather 
anniversary. I've actually been quite serious about this. I've been really serious about it. What are you talking about? This is really special. I feel like after my 30s birthday chopsticks, I really don't hold on much faith. Honestly, hold faith about that. Thank you very much. I'm sure you will surprise me. It's always a surprise. It's just not necessarily a good one. I bought you this and I'm going to pass it over to you. you It's very kind. And it's leather. Oh, that's really nice. Guys, it's not special. So it's a notebook diary to write down all the memories with our babies. In leather. (laughs) so kind I no no right okay it's quite a, th- a thick book I mean, I, well, we've there got are many quite memories. a lot on and actually in all serious well, that's very you kind know what, actually, we are also, also doing a podcast about the children and we're doing video stuff about them and, and there's a lot going on so to write it down they're going to be like I don't want to read it I having kn- a ginger labia I coloured, knew you were going to say ginger labia colour like, okay this um, is why I always buy stuff for you navy blue but I thought you know this is different because everything else is navy blue so this stands out and I thought you know what would be funny why not buy it in a ginger labia peach Honestly, I love it. I think it's really kind and generous. This feeling that you're having now, feeling every time you give me a present. I just think it's very generous. I don't have anything to write things on. I'm I'm pleased. It's like an autograph book. Do you remember you had from when you were a little kid? I do. Thank you. Oh. Now, mine is a little bit more special. Is it actually? Well, this is really special. I now, just, I promise I you, seen, it's not a from a pharmacy. This isn't I've a reveal. I've just seen a green and white bag. It's not from a pharmacy. It looks a bit like I'm giving Where you something you? because there's a reveal going on. It's not. It's just I do haven't I, had Do I want to, to touch it? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Now, this is special. <laughs> what is pencil case? <laughs> for your chopsticks. Fuck you, it's for my chopsticks. It is. is that actually, that won't fit chopsticks. It's leather. <laughs> That's for your chopsticks. Fuck the chopsticks. And this is... This Sorry, is, the chopsticks were a really nice present, No, actually. no, 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 no. Gareth loves it's, chopsticks. It's your That's 30th, basically all you need to hear. No, it's not. I love chopsticks. And that's what you buy for a 30th birthday present? I don't think so. For my 30th birthday, um, Oliver, and it's, it makes me sad to say he spent a great deal of time in this effort, bought me chopsticks for my 30th. It's difficult to buy stuff for you. No, also, it's not. You love no. chopsticks. The best thing you could think to buy me for my 30th was chopsticks. Sentiment, actually, I think is what it is. Sentiment. What happened to those chopsticks? Uh, I think they got thrown away. This actually will stop them being thrown away. So this is a wildly practical gift, and I thank you. I thank you, because actually, your gift is probably better than mine. So I'm going to put my favourite chopsticks in here. And I'm going to think of you when I use it. Do you know what? Happy anniversary, and actually, this is a really practical gift. And I, do you know what I thought? You're going to buy me something weird and sexual, and I was going to have to open, like, a gimp mask or something on here, and that would have been really awkward. And I thought you would have gone for the lols. Whereas, actually, this is very practical. So I think you can write down in that little book that I got you that you've won this present round. Diary entry number 4067. Nailed it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okie dokies, now it's time for our new deliveries where we share the stories that you send in to us. And also, just because it's our wedding anniversary special, uh, these are going to be wedding themed ones. So let's kick off with the first one. Muzzle. Hi boys, I have the wedding disasters of all wedding disasters. My friend got married and I was her maid of honor, which was a huge privilege. She was also the godmother to my daughter and because of that, my daughter was a bridesmaid. We had the ceremony in the big lunch and because she was a picky toddler, my daughter had chicken nuggets, chips and beans. Who the fuck's have chicken nuggets, chips and beans at a wedding? If there's a child there, they're not going to have the salmon. It came to the time to take photos and my daughter started to say that her tummy was hurting. Oh, I like where this is going. I told her that smiling for some photos would make her feel better. Such a lie. <laughs> my best friend thought it would be a good idea to pick my daughter up for the photo. Oh my God. And oh my for God. us to get a picture of the three girls. <laughs> she was bouncing my daughter up and down. And I noticed the smile drop from her face as she opened her mouth and all the food she'd eaten came out. I, I thought she was going to shit herself. Shit herself on I a thought, white right, dress. That would have been Come fabulous. On. I literally, white ivory dress and brown. Oh, ah, heaven. Very sunlit. It's very beige. Being thrown up on is a bad enough, but on the wedding day is something else. Her gorgeous white dress got stained with orange bean juice and bits of food were all in the best friend's hair. I could only apologize, but I was dying inside. My best friend is an absolute legend. She took it in a stride. I put my daughter to bed and helped my best friend shower, redo her makeup and get her changed into another outfit and we partied the night away. Love the pod, Hannah. Right. Okay. You've got to remember, this is children, guys. This is children. I think that's such a very sweet story because you'll never forget it. That's an 18th birthday story. It's a wedding story for her. It's everything amazing. That's what I really like about this. And that's what you have no idea what kids are going to say. Bring back that show, by the way. We'll present it very happily. Kids say the darndest things. Barrymore did it. Barrymore gets some airtime on this well, podcast. I, well, let's, but, yeah, we'll get him on as a guest. We should. Bounce him up and down on your knee. Right. Um, were you a picky eater when you were You're a picky eater now. And actually, you really frustrated. No, because I was a sicky child and I couldn't have monosodium glutamate, peanuts. I still don't like mushrooms wildly. I don't eat tomatoes. Uh, anchovies, I think, just look like labia lips and are gross. Uh, with the hairs on them, you know, just before a... a, a, a Oliver, a, a, Oliver a, a, won't eat wax. pasta. You won't eat Indian food. You are a fussy eater. But yeah, I can eat oysters happily. I could eat a clam. I could eat, I mean, all sorts of stuff. I very rarely eat chicken nuggets, chips and beans. What would you eat as a child? My mum was a terrible cook. And I think, if I'm honest, it was Marks and Spencer's sort of uh, ready meals is what I ate a lot I of the time. I can tell you. Wait, what's your favourite thing? Cumberland pie. The Marks and Spencer's Cumberland pie. It's just something in there that just makes me feel like childhood. I am completely the opposite. I'm not a picky eater at all. If I wouldn't eat something, I would be in trouble. The only thing I was allowed to not have was milk because I'm allergic to it. Gareth still eats milk now and dairy and chocolate and eggs and all the things. He's like, I can't, I'm allergic to it. And then immediately orders something exactly it with does, that it, in it. I have an intolerance to it. I'm building up my... I'm and what, up I'm my also, maybe we just say, you've got an intolerance to it. His intolerance is the bullshittiest intolerance in the entire world. He sneezes three times and then goes, I'm so sorry, I'm intolerant. And then it's completely Or I get IBS. There's no, but I'm obviously not telling you about that, am I? But well, be honest. Disagree entirely. Oh, we've, been, we've been together for six years and every now and then you go, can you get me a modium? Make sure it's a modium. A modium and you go together like pepper and pig. Can we just say, when we're in Bali, the only person not to have Bali belly was you, but it's because you took two modium a day. What the fuck must that have done to your guts? Uh, you kept pop, it solid, I think you'll find. Do you pop fucking emodium like TikTok? I did on, in Bali because I didn't want to sit there on set and be like, I'm about to soil myself and then spend three days decorating the loo. Anyway. All right. Well, Just move on. 
Hi, Ollie and Gareth. I'm absolutely loving your podcast and want to wish you a happy wedding anniversary. Thank you very much. My son is a bit of a cheeky chap and growing up, he was a cheeky monkey. One time we were invited to a family member's wedding and instead of being the traditional photographer, the bride and groom had organized for there to be a load of disposable cameras on the table. Very friends. We all had a lovely time at the wedding and my son had been on his best behavior, which was a huge relief. But a few months down the line, I got a call from the bride who seemed quite annoyed. She rang me to talk to me about some of the photos we developed from her big day. It turns out that my son had taken over 30 photos of what he had done in the loo, number twos and number ones. It's been over 10 years and it's still frosty whenever I see the bride at the family event. I think that's fabulous. Whoever that friend is, tell her to grow up. I I think that's amazing. Uh, He's got the intuition to go to a loo and be like, I'm going to take pictures of my crap. Do you know there's stuff in the Tate out there that goes for more money than that? There's ratemypoo.com. RateMyPoo.com is a, is a huge thing. Can I just talk about this a second? Yeah. Right, 30 photos. Please do. How many times does this kid shit at this wedding? Is it just he's taking 30 photos of one different one? Like, what's he doing? No. Hey, obviously, it's the same crap, but he wanted different angles. Credit where credit's due. 30 photos, different angles, same poo. What is he trying to achieve? Kids creative. Send him to Central St. Martins. Bang. Done. You know, there's... He's obviously showing interest in the art of photography not the fact that he's a little kid and he thinks pee and poo is amusing and he's just gone and taken one of the cameras yeah hilarious also right I've done stuff like this before not this stuff where you're going to get in trouble later on and it's coming down the line at the time you think it's funny right we all know old disposable cameras producer Ben doesn't he's so bloody young you send it off and then you're waiting by this time this kid do you have anxiety at that age of the kid this kid's probably thinking oh those photos are going to be coming back and probably expecting coming home from school or play group each time thinking am I going to say anything about those photos when I was young I was at boarding school from 8 till 18 and I remember one fireworks night we were all in the dorm and obviously we had had those kind of um Glow sticks. sticks. Yeah, so we had those. And I remember I was doing my art GCSE at the time, and one of my art GCSEs was very kind of arty and kind of, I think you're trying to be really mature, and so you do kind of naked stuff and like kind of like, like my art A level, I did like, like erotica and stuff like that because you're thinking you're really mature, but actually it's just quite laws that you can actually just see like naked people. It's funny. Anyway, so I remember doing, I was like, oh, to my friend, um, Mark and, and Stephen, I was like, guys, can you take photos of me? Because I want to cover my naked body in it. I was probably 16. You asked your two male mates at I was boarding in, school I was, to cover you in globe And we, and we got the photos. But obviously, we took all these amazing photos. So obviously, it's not digital. We took all these photos on the disposable camera. What? You went and had them developed? No. That's the issue. <laughs> we used a flash and then we thought about it and we were like, the flash would have just shown a naked 16-year-old boy. <laughs> And the issue is, is we've lost the fucking camera. We're going back 20 years now, and I don't know where the camera is. It's never been developed, but somewhere, potentially in lost property at school, there is a camera that's never been developed. Can we also just say, in terms of development, at 16, you weren't the oldest looking 16-year-old either. So you're not going to look 16. You'll look about 12. But I had a good old piece on me, and that's why I was (laughs) proud. So I was very happy to sit there and be like, you know what? I'm getting my knob out for everyone to be like, look, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a 16 year old with a knob like you wouldn't believe. You're literally painting it with bloody you. Uh, what is it? This glow stick. A glow stick, which I, also is probably quite radioactive back then. Not radioactive, carcinogenic, 100. Yeah. percent Like, there's no surprise you're not marrying a man. You're bloody Mark and what's his face? Bloody painting you with UV paint. <laughs> uh, right. Let's have another one um, to move on from the myriad of issues we're in that. Uh, love the podcast and love you both too. My son and daughter, now 20 and 25, loved Disney movies. I love Disney movies. Who doesn't? But one which was banned in our household back in the day was Monsters, Inc. As my son found it too scary, he developed a strong fear of two main characters, Sully and Mike Wazowski. 
I had a friend who was what people now call a Disney adult. And she invited my family, kids included, to join her wedding reception, which she was, you guessed it, Disney-themed. All was going well up until the point when the groom announced that he had a surprise for his wife. Onto the dance floor walked a life-size Sully and Mike to dance to the song from Monsters, Inc. My son had been playing with some of the other youngsters, so I didn't have my eyes on him. And suddenly, I saw him and his gang for the night run onto the dance floor and start beating up the gym costumes. (laughs) All whilst husband... (laughs) Wife looked on shock. I ran onto the dance floor to grab my son who was hanging onto Sully's leg for dear life. I was mortified and went over straight away to apologize to the couple to explain his fear. But then I became even more embarrassed when the two costume wearers revealed themselves to be the father of the bride and the father of the groom. <laughs> oh no. I rounded up my family and as we left, we were receiving daggers from bridesmaids. Oh, they left right away. Oh no. Daggers from bridesmaids, groomsmen, and grandmas. Well, at least all the grandparents still. I've got something to be happy about. And as an apology, I bought one of the most expensive things remaining on the registry. I've done this. I've done this. You've beaten up I've Sally beaten, beaten, No, no, not, not that, but I've taken down a mascot. You know when you're at a party yeah. and you organise everyone to just take down the mascot? Is that a thing? No. Well, you're, like, the you're, like, you're like five or six. Like the, the, some, the person who comes dressed out, you know, I think at that time we had Pocahontas themed ones or like the raccoon. I remember quite heavily taking down a raccoon at a friend's birthday party once. You know, you're boisterous, fun, young kids and you just basically get a gang together and beat up the person dressed in the street. No, I was there making like like daisy chains. You were there getting everyone to paint me with UV paint. Not that young, but at <laughs> some point, yeah. But, but again, these are children. I don't, like, just have I, fun. I feel really bad that they had to leave the wedding. I love Disney. I'm a Disney adult. I listen to Disney stuff in the car without having kids. I'm talking classic Disney. I'm talking like, you know, what's that Pocahontas song? Colours yeah, of the Wind. Me, me and Vanessa Williams are harmonising away, yeah? What song do you sing? Which is sung by the brilliant Roger I have often dreamed. There you go, Hercules. A far off place. That is a corker. Now, I sang that as a child wanting to be famous. And it's basically like where the crowds will cheer when they see my face. And I tell you what. You've made it. It hasn't happened a lot. It (laughs) has happened and it's quite fabulous. But I I did sit there and I was was quite a loser at school. But that's why you're fun. You're just not, you're not the coolest. I'm not. No. But I wanted someone to look at me and go, you know what? We will cheer when you hear your voice like Hercules. That's what I wanted to be. You're my Hercules. Hercules. That's very kind. I Thanks. That's, a, that's the best thing you could have given us for it's our wedding anniversary. Saying that I am your you're Hercules. You're my, of course, you're my fucking Hercules, mate. Love you. Yes or no to this, kids at weddings. Giving in mind, before it was a no. Now we've had kids. What would you say? Yes you know, or no? I'm going to have to say no. You just have to look after them. You want to get pissed. You want the night off. Like, let's face it. Everyone could go, oh, very sweet when they walk down the aisle and they can bugger off after that, I think. I think part of the ceremony, yes, flower boys, flower girls, but the wedding party after, you want to have a good time. As long as you've got the photos from the wedding, they're not going to remember the party unless they sneak off. Also, and take when have you sit there and be like, oh my God, mum, all I want to see is Auntie Ruth's wedding photos? Oh my God. No. Like, you don't oh. want to see them. They can't remember it. And you just had a shit night's sleep because you wanted to get pissed and probably give a handy to your hubby at that point. But you can't because they're screaming children you have to look after and then wake up first thing in the morning to feed them. Can Boring. We... I think that's absolutely fab. I really want more questions from you. Make them naughty. Make them fun. Make us laugh in our knickers. That's Your knickers? So weird. That's weird. <laughs> I promise not to be so judgmental. Send in whatever you want. I feel like I've been really judging this week. Make sure you send your messages and emails and all that to newlydads at jampopproductions.co.uk. So, producer Ben wants to play a little game with us today. What's the game, producer Ben? So, in honour of your wedding, which was one of TV's most watched wedding for 2020, 
Worldwide. Worldwide. I mean, it did help that it was COVID. It was still three and a half million. Well, I want to test you guys on how well you can remember your TV wedding. Do you know what? I'm going to do well with this. So question number one, Ollie, what three things did you say you were most excited about for your wedding day? Did I say that on the, in that episode? Yeah, this is all from the episode. I can't remember fucking one because I wasn't <laughs> excited at all because I knew I was filming from 9am. I, I imagine being married to Gareth is probably one of them. Saying I do, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have said consummated the marriage. No, you, no, you 100% Certainly wouldn't have said that. You're excited to see two people. Binky. Mm-hmm. Was I? Yeah. And your sister. Nice. And my sister, maybe? Liv. Liv. Liv, that's nice. Oh, it's because in Chelsea, they... You oh, you kind of have exist. to say it. Yeah, that's mm. funny, yeah, yeah. And you were also excited about having both of your families together, which is really oh, cute. Oh, okay. Okay, so who describes Gareth as being the very best? Binky. Oh, I know this, Binky. It was Binky's mum. Binky's mum. Binky's yeah. mum. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was really putting effort into her at that point. So as well as your wedding, we also saw the relationship grow between Tristan and Liv. Tristan came to surprise Liv before the wedding, but what did he give her to wear? He gave her a silver bracelet. He gave her a really naff bracelet. Real awkward. Like, it didn't have her name on it or something that she likes on it or something like that. Like, oh, no, no, it said crumbs. It said crumbs. It said crumbs. Yes. One handy. And she then threw it back in her face in another episode, being like, I want a man who buys me diamonds, not silver. Fucking hell. Savage. Oh, Liv Love Bentley. You, Liv Queen Liv Bentley. Sophie Herman had some fashion dramas in the episode and couldn't find a dress. There is a thing where Sophie's a bit in love with me. This is coming from me, basically. We think that Sophie's in love with Gareth. She'll hate this, by the way. Oh, she she's not. They're just in a very good, friendly We're relationship. Friendly. However, I think they're all a bit in love with each other, and it's all very sweet. But there is something about wearing red, and if you don't know, Google it. Because if you wear red to a wedding, it means you've either slept with or you're in love with the groom. Sophie wore the most <laughs> fabulous red gown. And she did say, when well, I'm wearing it. Because I'm in love with the groom. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, she was the lady in red. Your episode also saw a couple get back together. Which couple no got idea. back together in the same wait, episode? Wait, 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 I wouldn't wait, have wait, watched wait, 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 wait. I've never this. watched that I know show, this. Really. I know this, I know this. Who were couples on the show at the time? All I'm going to say is, you can, you can. Oh my God, it's Zara and Sam. <laughs> and the final question, which I think is a sweet one. Finish the line from Binky's speech. Ollie and Gareth are the only people I know who could... Dot, dot, dot. Pull off the wedding of the a century, century in a global, global pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bingo, what a wedding it was. Ollie and I were both looking at each other at that point and being like, she definitely hasn't read these. No, it wasn't even that. It's actually the real reality, if you don't know this, is that they said, now we're going to have a reading from Binky. And we didn't know Binky was doing a reading. We didn't know Binky we were like, could oh, read. Go. Yeah, we <laughs> Binky can't read, so we didn't quite know how she must have had. God knows, we had like a headphone or something. But it was stunningly she certainly beautiful. didn't write it. Max, her husband, wrote that. No, well, no, no, I don't know if that's true. But I know that's true. She said the thing about the whale called Hope because it's all hope future. And then absolute dog shit. Did also, she write hang that? on a minute. Your sister then wrote the sermon or sermon. Yeah. And then I gradually just listened to everyone because everyone like personalized everything. And I'm just thinking, shit, everyone's taking bits from my vows. So you then end up repeating yourself. And then Ollie hadn't written vows, so he just repeated everything he'd heard in the room that day. No, I didn't. <laughs> I love you, they were good. I mean, you did turn around to me and were like, it'll come together in the edit. Do you know what I thought would be a really nice thing, considering it's our wedding anniversary special? Yeah. Is what vows would you say right now, not to me, to our twins, what vows would you say about how we're going to dedicate our lives and do our best for them? 
I think that's fairly simple. I, I tell you what, I'm going to let you go first because our wedding vows, I did actually rehearse them. You made them up on the spot. Whereas I'm I making this up on the spot. You can't copy mine then. It does help that I'm a Sunday Times bestselling author, by the way, before you're like, to get teary and stuff. Plug that. Dear Apollo and Cosmo, I want you to realize that what you're about to go through in life is an enormous adventure. It's a situation where life will never be easy, but also I never want you to find it hard and I will do everything in my life to try and make it as easy as possible. As one of your parents, I want you to realize that this is your life to lead. Take risks every day as you can, because I think that's important. But just remember that we're here for guidance. We're not here to control what you do. You can do whatever you want to do in your life. Make sure you travel the world, but also just go and live your dreams. But what we will do is try and provide you with everything possible to try and make the politest and kindest children. You can do everything you want to do in your entire life, and we will allow you to do that. However, don't ride a motorbike is one thing I'm going to say. And don't do drugs. But above everything, you are to be kind and polite to everyone you possibly meet, and to be charming, and to look at someone that is slightly less fortunate yourself, and to sit there and be like, how can I help them? Because that will come back at you and make your life a lot better throughout your entire life. If you're kind to everyone, no one will ever hurt you, is what my great-grandmother said to me before she died. That's not great for me. Sweet. I, I mean, it did remind me of Bridesmaid, where they keep going on and on, but you know, but like, it's kind of sweet. I, but do you know why? That's literally like, you know, where they kept taking the mic back as up each other. As they say in Thailand, as they say in Spanish, donde este biblioteque. That literally gave me, gave me full Kristen Wig vibes there. Okay, that's And I was fine. like, I want to start doing a shot every time he said life. What the hell? Well, it is true. Also, I've had half a fucking bottle of wine. Okay, fine. Right, my turn. Dim the lights. Right on. Cosmo and Apollo, my dear twin children, we might not be able to give you everything in life. Although we will try, and we've taken a long time getting here, we will try to give everything we can. But what we will give you the two things we need to give you in life, and that is love and time. And that is my dedication to you, my devotion to you. And I will make sure that you will never go without those two. Well, sure, Mike sweet. Dropped. I thought that was sweet. Come on. That, that was, was sweet. Was very sweet. I mean, basically, if I went on for longer, everyone would be crying because I'd have time to work everyone up. But that's how I feel. I mean, at the one point, you're like, you can do whatever you want. They can't murder someone. <laughs> but I would look after them if they did. But don't encourage them. You can do whatever um, you want. You can do whatever you want. That's what this is about. That's what life's about. Take it by the balls. Um, Apollo's or killed... vagina if you want. I really don't mind. Apollo's killed the family pet again. I think that's been another brutal, successful episode of Newly Dads. Well, I think that's been quite fun. But anyway, thank you all very much for listening. And remember, we're back next week. Please come back and join us. Absolutely. If you ever want to write into us, whatever, remember, it is newlydads at jampopproductions.co.uk. I think a dildo just fell on the floor. We'll explain that next week. You've been listening to Newly Dads with Ollie and Gareth Lotlock. The producer is Ben Johns. The assistant producer is Maya Adelia. Videography by Jamie Gilbert. Video editing by Jake G. The executive producers are Jemima Rathbone and Jamie Lang. And Newly Dads is a jam pop production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.